Welcome to the RN Experience Podcast. My name is Vicki. And I'm Nadia. On this podcast, we tell stories to highlight the real experience of nurses and the resilience they demonstrate to build a community and to foster nurses' holistic well-being. Welcome back to another episode of the RN Experience. We'd like to share a trigger warning as well. We talk about mental health, including topics like trauma, anxiety, depression, and PTSD. So please do put your mental health first and take a break from listening if need be. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to keep it short and sweet this week. Recently, there have been some issues that have arisen, um, and we've talked about in the past about some articles that have come out. Um, the travel nursing industry, and also are we investing in healthcare workers in general? And let me make a disclaimer. I love travel nursing. I think it's a wonderful thing, but there's also an interesting dynamic going on with as far as how do people still feel who are left, quote, left um, where they are. So we each have written a couple articles or letters in response to some events that have happened recently. And so Nadia is going to speak first Um, about an article that was written and her letter in response to that. And I have some more things to add to with another article and um, a letter that I've written. And we'll let you all also respond to us in the end, which we'll get to as well. But hey, Nadia. (laughs) Hey, Vicki. How's it going? It's fab. I'm honestly (laughs) the best Monday. I mean, snow day. I know, but I got so much (laughs) done too. So it's just great. great. Are you off today? Yeah, I was off from my real job. Oh, cool. <laughs> I had to drive around in the blizzard today. So I was worried was... about you, actually. I was <laughs> like, I really hope Nadia doesn't end up in a ditch. Yeah. My patient told me not to come if I didn't have to. So I triaged everybody. Nice. So, um, yeah. So as Vicki said, um, I kind of wrote a letter in response to that article that I was really fired up about on our first episode today. Um, I I wrote it yesterday and I'm just going to read it today and kind of have a conversation with Vicki about it and then she'll follow up with her thoughts as well. So uh, I addressed this issue directly with the organization that wrote the article. Um, So I just wanted to reach out directly and kind of tell them what was on my mind. I am reaching out today to address my concerns about a recent article that was published under your organization called Could It Be Menopause? While I know the intention of this article was to spread awareness about women's health issues, I could not help but feel extremely hurt and upset as I began to read about symptoms of menopause, a natural part of aging, being compared to symptoms of burnout and PTSD. I found this dismissive, insensitive, and totally out of context considering the current state of healthcare. The article states, menopause is both a personal and workplace issue that is underreported, underdiagnosed, and undertreated. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, many articles have addressed burnout in nursing, but few mention that burnout symptoms such as depersonalization and emotional exhaustion may mimic signs of estrogen deficiency. I have been a nurse for almost nine years. I started working in the ICU in 2014 and passed my CCRN exam in 2016. At the time, I was so proud of this accomplishment. I was proud of the knowledge I had acquired, the lives I had saved, and the hours I had put in as a bedside nurse. In July of 2017, I had to leave bedside nursing completely because of burnout and PTSD. 
When I was experiencing my burnout and PTSD symptoms, I was 25 years old, nowhere near menopause. I had so much <laughs> hope for my future. I thought if I could just learn more and work harder that I could become better at handling the stress of my job. I felt ashamed that I had to walk away from ICU nursing at such a young age. I was experiencing chronic headaches from clenching my jaw so tightly, terrible fatigue from an erratic sleep schedule, and depersonalization, feeling like I had to completely shut down my emotions to protect myself from what I was witnessing day in and day out. I realized now that these were all symptoms of burnout. I was also experiencing hypervigilance, increased muscle tension, and nightmares, which I now know are symptoms of PTSD. They were all warning signs from my body that something was not right. In our profession, we are not taught about these warning signs. We are not taught to take care of ourselves, but that is exactly what I needed to do. So I left. I had almost left the nursing field completely. Looking back, if I had the awareness of what I was going through and the support that I needed to deal with it, I may not have even considered leaving. It's hard to say. I felt so alone in what I was going through. Luckily, after years of therapy and a great support system, I'm still working in the nursing profession. I'm spreading awareness about issues that really pertain to the nurses at the bedside and beyond. I recently started a virtual support group for nurses called Nurses Anonymous, where we talk about what we are experiencing as nurses without shame or fear. We are supporting one another because we are not finding support from management or administration. Burnout and PTSD continue to be minimized and overlooked, often blaming the individual for becoming burnt out or traumatized in the first place. I'm asking that you not only hear what nurses have to say, but that you truly understand what we are going through. We need to change the narrative around burnout and PTSD. It is not the fault of the individual for experiencing these symptoms, especially when we do not have the support to deal with them in the first place. We need our leaders to support systemic changes within our profession by advocating for us instead of incessantly dismissing us. Leaders that are willing to take accountability for poor working conditions that are contributing to these mental health issues in nurses. Right now, working conditions are getting worse, not better. Taking care of our nation's nurses should be a priority rather than an afterthought. Nadia, thank you so much for sharing that. And also, I remember listening to your story for the first time when I met you and when we started discussing things more and listening to your symptoms and your experience and your anxiety and thinking, holy moly, I've also been there in different situations. And there are so many other nurses and other clinicians right now going through very similar experiences. And I would imagine even worse, um, given the COVID-19 pandemic. And I feel for so many nurses who graduated in April, May, June, 2020, this is all they've ever known. And burnout right now is through the roof, contributing to job turnover with some really staggering statistics, which I'll get to here shortly. In another article that was published on Stat News on, let's see, January 13th. So we're hot off the presses and we'll, of course, be linking this stuff again in the show notes. And we're talking about burnout, contributing to turnover, and then also this phenomenon of travel nursing now because we're seeing like our administration and leadership investing in their staff that they say they desperately need, right? That we need healthcare workers. We need nurses because we don't have nurses. You quote, don't have beds or quote, shutting down beds because you don't have nurses to staff them. And 
So yeah, travel nursing is honestly a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful experience for anyone who can get it. I know Nadia enjoyed some of her time. It was very difficult. She still enjoyed it. Like she got to see a lot of the country. Bridget last week, absolutely loved it. And she just blossomed from it. I know a lot of other friends who have, and I even feel jealous that I never did that either. But, you know, when you have burnout contributing to turnover, contributing to this other huge industry of travel nursing, it's a bit concerning. And, you know, there's this statistic where burnout and job turnover is costing a hospital between 3.6 to $7 million a year. And that also contributes to like less quality patient care and healthcare teams are fragmented. And I can even tell you from the nurse practitioner and PA side, when you have people coming and going a lot, it's difficult to train people and get them Mm -hmm. used to a specialty as well, especially with any specialty, whether it's ED, ICU, critical care said that, but oncology, transplant, whatever. And so we have people leaving, you've got this travel nursing phenomenon and you know, you have people who are still working at the bedside where they started and, but then there's a traveler who's working next to them, making three times as much as them. And how does that even feel fair sometimes too? And nurses are feeling expendable and prior to the pandemic. So one third of nurses reported burnout and turnover was about 17% per year. Now burnout is at half and turnover has gone between like 20 to 30%. And so it's nearly doubled. And that's what's reported, you know? Yeah. That's what's reported. Or maybe, you know, people just left completely. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this article goes along a lot of other things, but, you know, we're talking about elevating people with money, but that's not going to be the end of burnout. It's really not. We need to look at how else we're going to support nurses um, other healthcare workers, it's beyond just paying people money. It's, do you create an environment that supports your staff? And so I recently wrote, um, in one of my newsletters to our resilient seven subscribers. And so I'm going to read that as well, just like Nadia wrote, um, her letter and read it to you. And so I put this in my quote hype day emails. Cause I send them out <laughs> on Wednesdays and they're kind of just, they're trying to communicate the nuances of resilience, but I called this one when it's still relentlessly difficult. And so I go on and I say, I consider myself to be relentlessly optimistic yet recently I fall into periods of dismay or overwhelm while experiencing growing numbers of high acuity patients, endless COVID cases and daily news of another employee leaving my hospital. My heart aches for those who arrive with critical conditions to our ER only to have to wait hours to be seen families that endure ongoing social distancing for fear of grandparents becoming ill, and my friends in healthcare who remain attempting to stay afloat. The pandemic has created a ridiculously complex dilemma, not only within healthcare, but all industries. Issues must be addressed from the bottom up and the top down, as well as horizontally. I cannot emphasize enough that our issues present now in healthcare are not new. It's simply the fact that it took a pandemic to shine a light on them. As a practitioner, I do consider it my own responsibility to shape my health and my mindset. That is ensuring I am caring for myself to the best of my ability to care for my patients. This includes my nutrition, sleep and rest, and my relationships. Even if I work extra hours, I've learned to carefully carve out time dedicated to what I know keeps me well, exercise, time with my loved ones, and also space to myself. 
Still in a healthcare environment that is increasingly stressful, I find it more difficult to separate mentally from happenings at work when I come home. This is when I also consider myself an advocate for myself and other healthcare workers. We should not continue to submit ourselves to policies that are unsafe for our health and the care of our patients, including non-existent parental leave. Hello, why should I have to use and bank up all my PTO just to take care of my newborn? I find it appalling. Allowance of 60 plus hour work weeks, no mandatory sleep periods, such as those mandated for airline pilots, policies that do not promote vacation or time off, lack of support for parents, such as stipends for childcare, and needing, needing staffing ratios and adequate pay as well. And so I could go on. And what I believe is that to maintain a robust healthcare workforce, there must be a robust health promoting healthcare environment, not only for our patients, but for clinicians. And as clinicians, we do have a duty to speak up. Healthcare management and executive leadership must also understand that creating a healthy workplace is essential to financial success. What has boggled my mind recently is the surge of travel nursing, paying, paying nurses thousands of dollars per week to fill vacant positions. Who are we investing in? Staff who have decided to provide care at one institution? No. While I fully recognize the wonderful opportunity that travel nursing and locum tenens roles provide to various clinicians, I cannot grasp how this is sustainable in the long term. A sustainable workforce will feel supported and empowered by solutions like those I have talked about above that we need. Finally, our legislators at the state and federal levels have a duty to protect the well-being of healthcare workers as well as patients. Not only are those working in healthcare struggling, so is the public who relies on healthcare workers to provide them with top-notch care. I see this system crumbling apart and how can we revitalize and rebuild an infrastructure that not only cares for the sick, but promotes health for its staff and those it serves. This is the ultimate question I pose and one that we intend to help solve at Resilient 7, as well as Nurses Anonymous and the RN experience through clinician empowerment and we just want to know what your ideas are as well. Whoever's listening, um, you know, everyone's having a different experience. Everyone's seeing different things happen at their hospitals. People are seeing different reasons for leaving. And, you know, we want to know what those are. And um, you can like send us a message directly on Instagram or use our personal emails. We'll put both of them in our show notes. Um, I use the resilient seven. I just have my personal one. It's V as in Vicky dot riser. My last name, R E I S E R um, at resilient seven.com. And there's also a nurses anonymous email as well, which Nadia, I'll let you share. Yep. My email is nurses anonymous, the number one at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff to unpack in your letter there or your newsletter there, Vicki. Um, that was amazing. You've covered a lot. Um, but I was thinking the other day, like, you know, maybe in five to 10 years when we're listening to this and like, you know, the state of healthcare where, where we are right now, like, I hope this feels like looking back at like a different time because you're right. Like this system is crumbling and, it's sad. Like it's, it's really hard to be a part of it and it's hard to watch, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we know the care that people deserve, but it, it's really getting hard to, you know, show up and be our best every day when we don't have the support. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're just wondering, you know, what that support looks like. You know, we, we know how to advocate for our patients, but we need to also advocate for ourselves. So I think, we do just need to change that narrative around like 
what type of work environment do you want to work in? You know, what long-term changes do you want? Because I think the old model is just like, you know, this is just the job, just suck it up. But like that, that's not going to work and that's not healthy for anybody. So we need change. And I think we're getting there. I, I know we'll get there and I hope it's sooner rather than later, but yeah, just let us know your thoughts, guys, because we're not going to do it alone. No, no. And I know we all got into healthcare for a very good reason. And I don't think anyone wants to leave their actual job. I think they're leaving an environment that's not giving them the opportunity to be their best. Exactly. Um, and that really is breaking my heart. So like we said, let us know your thoughts, suggestions, um, and we really hope you reach out and we'll kind of put all of these suggestions together in the future and put it out there. Yeah. Sounds so, like a plan. Thanks for listening guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Friday weekend or whenever you're listening to this, keep doing what you're doing, whatever it is. We're proud of all of you. Yes. Stay well. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.